0: Principles for Your Week is brought to you by Christendom College and sponsored by our Principled Society members. Watch this episode and learn more about our free classes at GetPrinciples.com.
1: Greetings from Christendom College here in the beautiful Shenandoah Valley of Virginia. You know, this summer I have the joy of teaching history to several groups of high school students who are out here at Christendom College. And uh, it's part of our Best Week Ever program that we do every summer. I'm doing a course entitled The Foundations of the Roman Papacy and Its Impact on History. I examine, among other things, several key pontificates that were historically significant. And I always end by looking at the pontificate of St. John Paul II, who I'm sure will be known as St. John Paul the Great. It's important to mention him because most of these high schoolers now, virtually all of them, because of their age, have no living memory of St. John Paul II. Despite a 27-year pontificate, time marches on. And I share with them his death, details about his death, which was so beautiful. Remembering, of course, that he died on the Vigil of Divine Mercy Sunday, that great feast day that he gave to all of us as a gift to the Church. Recall that at the end of his life he was unable to speak. But one of the last things that he did just before his death is he wrote a beautiful Regina Chaley message that was supposed to be delivered on Divine Mercy Sunday, but he died and was never able to deliver that message. I actually came across the text that he had written just before he had died would have been probably the last thing that he was to say And so I end up reading this passage, this last Regina Chaley message to our students, and they find it very, very moving. And I do too. I've always been haunted by this message since I came across it. And I would like to share this address with you today, like I do with my students in the summer. John Paul, his last address. The glorious Alleluia of Easter resounds, and the Gospel emphasizes that on the evening of that day, he appeared to the apostles, and show them his hands and his side, that is, the signs of the painful passion with which his body was indelibly stamped even after the resurrection. Those glorious wounds, which he allowed doubting Thomas to touch eight days later, reveal the mercy of God, who so loved the world that he gave his own son. As a gift to humanity, which sometimes seems bewildered and overwhelmed by the power of evil, selfishness, and fear, the risen Lord offers his love that pardons, reconciles, and reopens hearts to love. It is a love that converts hearts and gives peace. How much the world needs to understand and accept divine mercy. Lord, who reveal the Father's love by your death and resurrection, we believe in you and confidently repeat to you today, Jesus, I trust in you have mercy upon us and upon the whole world. Let us contemplate with Mary's eyes the immense mystery of this merciful love that flows from the heart of Christ. With her help, we will be able to understand the true meaning of Easter joy that is based on this certainty, the one whom the Virgin bore in her womb, who suffered and died for us, is truly risen. Alleluia. It is the great thing to have this dead man speak to us once again, because he is now living joyfully in the presence of the Lord. St. John Paul II, pray for us.
0: Thanks for listening. Amidst a culture that attacks our faith and heritage, Principals and Christendom College help Catholics to know, live, and share their Catholic faith. Together, we can spread the light of truth to help renew the church, the family, and the culture. Support this and other free and faithful Catholic content at getprinciples.com/support